0: What's good, everybody? Yes, Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Serious XM Channel 80. But instead of Canty and Carlin today, you're getting a little dose of the Cornette. Shea Cornette and Jordan Cornette here, rocking with you with the next couple hours here. You can reach us anytime you want. Give us a call. You want to say hi? You want to talk about something serious? You want to talk about something with sports? We'll talk to you. 1-888-SAY-ESPN. It's triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. And, of course, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Um, we're going to start today on a more serious note. So before we get into that, Hello to my husband who I've spent all morning with. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, it's good
1: to be on here filling in for the guys. Love listening to Canty and Carlin. Honored to be filling in for them. i got to be honest, I wish we weren't starting the show with the conversation we're about to have, uh, but it looms large and it's very clearly not going away anytime soon, nor should it. We just like to see the proper decision and proper action be taken. As I've kind of led to the story, you go ahead and take it away.
0: Yeah, so, of course, later on we'll get into the NBA Finals as that series shifts to Boston, and we'll talk Game 1 of the Stanley Cup uh, Finals as well. But in the meantime, let's go to the NFL. Um because minicamp is often running, and it is often running in Cleveland, where Deshaun Watson spoke to the media yesterday. Now, typically, when you have a franchise quarterback who breaks the bank and reels in all this kind of guaranteed money and is now the new face of your franchise, he starts off his press conference by talking about how he might lead his team to glory and what this season's going to look like. But in Deshaun Watson's case, that was not how it went. Um, instead, he was fielding questions about the now, I believe, 24 sexual misconduct allegations that are held against him um, in a civil court. And at this point, Jay, it's just every day, essentially, a new bomb drops. And it's really unfortunate. Um, Before we get to our reactions, because I, I have a lot of thoughts. I've talked a lot about this on television, but haven't really given my opinion yet. I know you have one as well. We'll dive into it in just a minute. But in the meantime, let's hear from Deshaun Watson. And before we actually hear from him, I want to read a quote that we don't have right now, but it it illustrates something that has me scratching my head. This is something he said yesterday. He said, I do understand. Deshaun said this. Deshaun Watson said this, yes, into a microphone. I do understand that I do have regrets as far as the impact that it's had on the community and the people outside of just myself. And that includes my family. That includes this organization. That includes my teammates in this locker room that have to answer these questions. That includes the fan base of the Cleveland Browns. That includes males, females, everyone across the world. That's one thing I do regret is the impact that it's triggered on so many people, and it's tough to have to deal with. Obviously, he's not saying he's regretting the situation and how it pertains to the victims and everything else that's gone down, because that would mean And he, he, denies- he has-
1: any of this criminal, right. any criminal activity happened,
0: Right, because that would insinuate that he's admitting guilt. But instead he's saying that he has regrets for the impact that it's had on everyone else. To me, better left unsaid. I didn't need that.
1: Well, yeah, and like you I said, need it. Like you said, you're said, you going to get to more sound here that we'll play from Deshaun Watson, who appeared in front of uh, local reporters, national reporters there in Cleveland uh, and someplace in Ohio where they held, uh, <laughs> held, held practices. Uh, to me, it's, you keep hearing the same thing. He wants to clear his name. He wants to clear his name. This ain't it. Deshaun Watson popping up saying these types of things that are clearly going to be feel distasteful and not taken smoothly from those who hear them. The idea of him clearing his name is disappearing and handling this stuff, letting le- the legalities run its course. It, it, he's going to sign this contract. He's going to make this money for the Browns. Get it. But for him to pop up anywhere and continue to talk does himself no favors. He's not going to say anything to win in the court of public opinion because there are so many – Different allegations against him. He's leaning on reasonable doubt here, Shay. It's a he said, she said. Unfortunately, that's what this comes down to. He's leaning on his celebrity. He's leaning on the fact that he's been a quote-unquote good guy in a community up until all this popped out. He's banking on that. He thinks he can control a narrative here. He cannot. This is not going away. The legal proceedings will play out. We would have hoped they played out faster than this as the numbers continue to grow. But Deshaun Watson continues in a long series of missteps, these clearly not as severe as the allegations, but still a misstep nonetheless for him to step up there and speak and think anything good can come from that.
0: Correct. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Let's hear from Deshaun Watson. And this answer was, I guess – Important to me because uh, we are all still waiting to hear from Roger Goodell and the National Football League in terms of what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson this upcoming season. And so he was asked straight up, are you concerned about what the decision of the league might be and essentially what your future might hold this year? And here's Deshaun Watson's answer. Yeah, I can't control that. You know, I met with the, the
1: NFL um, a couple weeks ago, and uh, I did everything they asked me to do. I answered every question truthfully uh, that, that the NFL asked me. Um, I spent hours with, those, with, those, with the people that they brought down, and that's all I can do is just tell them and be honest and, and tell them exactly what happened. And they, I know they have a job, so I have to respect that, and that's what we want to do is cooperate. And, you know, they have to make a decision best for the, uh, the league.
0: So what he's saying there makes perfect sense. Now, he's spoken, he answered questions, he did everything he was supposed to do. That's fine. I'm not mad at what he just talked about. What I'm mad about, about is the fact that he just told us he had this conversation multiple weeks ago. In my opinion, it should have been multiple months ago. That's neither here nor there at this point. What is taking the NFL so long to come up with an answer? What is taking so long? Supposedly they've interviewed victims. They've now we confirmed they've talked to Deshaun Watson at length. He said he met with them for multiple hours. Supposedly he's talked. The, the NFL spoken to the Texans. Uh, they've spoken to I assume the Browns. They've talked to all parties involved. Where are the answers? And if you're in the party over here that thinks like, well, they still need to gather the facts, why? look, there's two ways to look at this. First of all, there should have been an answer a long time ago, and in my opinion, he should have been on the commissioner's and executive list a long time ago, so that we didn't have to keep having these conversations, whether he was on the bench, whether he was in court, whether he was on the trading block, it didn't matter. Like, this is getting to a point where it's absolutely ridiculous. We're in preseason form here. We're in OTAs. We're in minicamp, and we're still answering these same questions. I wonder how many games he's going to be suspended. Meanwhile, there's a team in the Cleveland Browns who gave him record-breaking money to essentially have to answer questions every single day about the impact this guy is having on the community, on females, on the fan base of the NFL. It's just, to me, it's so – that the, that the NFL is just taking this approach instead of actually stepping forward and making an announcement. And if you still have, Hey, we have three more interviews we need to conclude. And then we will make a decision in prompt fashion. Fine. Give me some sort of concrete number days, something that makes me feel like you're taking this seriously because as a woman, I feel like, The NFL has said nothing to make me feel like this has been taken seriously and is at the forefront of their mind and something that they're going to come forward with. We're still waiting from the NFL any day now. They're still trying to conclude their thought. How has a court, a Supreme Court, in the state of Texas come up with an answer but they cannot? To me, it is just – it's not okay, and it is extremely frustrating at this point, Jay.
1: Hey, I I wanted you to have the floor first, obviously, Shay, because of – your strong opinions on this, but it shouldn't be ruled by gender. Uh, women no, I, should I not be right. uh, more appalled by this. The men should be standing alongside them equally as appalled. Now, now obviously, it, there's, there could be a level of hurt that enrages you even more because this is marginalizing women. I mean, let's be very clear here. And they're entirely different situations. But Jack Del Rio gets up and says some hogwash. And, look, you're not talking about suspension. You're not talk, These are w- very different in how they're weighted. But it was like, this was wrong. Let's act swiftly. Let's find him. And some people may argue one way or another, well, should he have been fine, should he not? We agree that it was probably ignorant what he said. Maybe we all don't. But at least there is swift action on it. This is infinitely worse. Infinitely worse. It doesn't get any worse than what's going on here with Deshaun Watson. And yet well, there's this deliberation. We've got to see 20-something people. This is absurd. How can the Cleveland organization sit there and feel like, We are happy with what we did here. This is a generational talent. He deserves all this money. He will be found innocent. We weren't there. We can't know. But with that many people, Shay, you can have an idea. And at the very least, a guy with that kind of decision-making, that we know he made the decisions to do this, whether it's criminal or not, I guess we can't know. What we do know is he wasn't deserving of that kind of money. And what we do know, at least what I believe to be true, is we don't see Deshaun Watson uniform this year. We don't
0: well, the because longer, we can't. Well, And the longer this goes on in the NFL, like the longer they take, it sounds like the more accusations are coming up. Why are you taking so long? It's getting worse and worse I'll you, the day. I'll tell
1: you one better. I don't think Andrew Barry, when the dust settles on this, is going to survive his job. When this whole thing plays out and we finally get resolution, the idea that Andrew Barry wanted to give a guy money to this degree and that Deshaun Watson was in this position to make, as you mentioned, record-breaking money, the highest-paid player in league history. When all this is done, I don't think you're going to see much of Deshaun Watson. And I'm telling you, I don't believe Andrew Berry is going to be there at the end. I think there's going to be a swift hammer that comes down. At least that's where I think it's trending towards. I have to believe that. But no action seems absurd.
0: Yeah. I, just say something. Tell me something that makes this feel serious to me, okay? I'm not saying – Do you think he plays this year? Uh, I do. I don't think he's suspended for this. I don't think
1: season. he plays this year. And, I and, really don't. Hey, I don't think he plays this year. Look,
0: whatever they come to, I hope it's factual and I hope it's correct. And I just want to hear that this has been at the forefront of their minds. This is what they're taking seriously. And they're going to have an answer sooner rather than later. Because the fact that we're all the way to mini Minicamp and we haven't heard from Roger just, Goodell is shameful. Just something. I, shameful. I think that's
1: it. That That's what I'm trying to get at. In no way, shape, or form was Del Rio's thing tied to watch. Those are wildly different. No, Let's be I very know what clear. You meant. Wildly different. But at least there wasn't any lingering. At least there's like, well, this needs to be addressed. Deshaun Watson's actions need to be addressed more than anything going in any sport right now. And the fact that there's indecision to this degree speaks volumes to what this league is about
0: couldn't agree with you more it's straight talk wireless no contract no compromise let's hear from dan graziano he will join us later in the show but for now here he was earlier on greeny of course he's our espn nfl insider uh, on now what this means for the browns going forward
2: teams feel like they have the browns over a barrel they know they have to trade him they know the money's guaranteed so the browns don't want to cut him because they have to pay him anyway so if you're the panthers and you want him then it's at a certain price it is you know hey We'll take a shot on Baker Mayfield, but we don't want to pay him $19 million. So you guys should pay whatever, 10, 11, and we'll pay the rest. Whatever that figure is, they and the Browns have not been able to come to an agreement on it. So I think it's a matter of who blinks first.
0: Okay, so obviously now this spins the story towards Baker Mayfield, which has now become suddenly so much more interesting. We were over here prior to the draft, Jay, which I covered in Vegas for us uh, here on ESPN Radio, talking about is Baker Mayfield going to be traded before the draft? Is it going to come in run, round one of the draft? Obviously he didn't move. He's still on the Browns roster. And so now this gets really interesting because, like you said, there's many that believe Deshaun Watson might not play for the entirety of this season. I'm in the camp where I think he's going to be suspended around 10 games or so. Regardless, it's going to be a big chunk of time likely for the Cleveland Browns. And, of course, if more allegations come and and there's more reports like the New York Times article, like this all kind of muddies the water. And I think before we knew all of these facts that we've learned, whether it was from HBO, Real Sports, whether it was from the New York Times article, whether it was from more allegations, there was a time I thought when he first got paid and he was going to the Browns, I thought, Maybe he's not even going to get suspended. I don't know. But now as time has passed, it's looking more and more. I Because I, I'm, I'm saying I, I didn't think the league was taking it as serious. Now you have no choice because there's so much more information that the public knows. Baker Mayfield might as well stay on this roster. Why would he? But why wouldn't he? No other team wants him right. What benefit is? Go out play whether it's six he's already made it clear he ten. doesn't want to who cares whether you play for six games eight games ten games you go out and you ball out and show that you're worthy of being a franchise quarterback somewhere else you'll get paid and you can pick where you want to go
1: with you because by now baker mayfield's probably healthy so Correct. baker mayfield can now go out there and say hey i wanted to prove to you i could do it when i said that last time i was playing hurt i wanted to show cleveland this mm-hmm. blue collar city i was tough it didn't go my way there's benefit to that absolutely shay but if you look at this situation again, I'm going to try and project here, and these are just educated guesses. Jacoby Brissett's your QB2, like he's he's the backup there, and Baker Mayfield is going to end up moving along, and they're going to have to try to find somebody. Maybe not the value that they wanted before. They're going to move this guy. He's going to get moved because Baker Mayfield doesn't want to be there. Were you looking to see if Brissett was the guy I was, there?
0: I was like double checking
1: that. Briss, Brissett is the backup no, so quarterback in
0: Cleveland. See, you know, other radio shows, the. Uh, the, the co-hosts usually aren't in the same room together. This one we are. And, so and, we and this, is, this is this a married made. couple
1: because I know when I say stuff that's wrong in our marriage, your eyes, there's <laughs> just a look in them like, I'm going to check that. I, I don't know if you were actually home at that time. I don't know if you told me you were golfing that day. That was the face you just made. I was like, no, Brissette's the backup yeah. there. And Brissette will be the starter in Cleveland if it's not Deshaun Watson. What do you think? And Baker? I go further but to guess that Baker- week one, Jacoby Brissett is the starting quarterback in Cleveland. Okay,
0: and you might be right. Look, I don't know, but to me, it benefits Baker to just no chill, question, chill and go out. And but ball.
1: but you <laughs> know, but what we've seen about Baker is there's a level of immaturity to Baker, and he feels like he got thrown on their bus. He was done wrong by the yeah, Browns at every single he, turn, he and now he's well. going to enjoy as much as anybody watching that place burn from within. Who do you think is at front row eating popcorn, watching this whole mess played out with pure enjoyment, even though his situation ain't grand? It's Baker Mayfield. So for him to feel like, oh, I might have to be the one to come in here and save the day, I would bet the immaturity of Baker still says, even though this could be beneficial to me with a great roster and I'm healthy, I I want out. And, And the Browns end up having to take a lesser deal to move him, but at least find value in something to bring in there. But, I truly believe Jacoby Brissett's going to end up being that quarterback week one. I stand by that.
0: I don't know. I mean, Baker's been relatively quiet since all of this kind of went down. I think maybe he just swallows his pride and is like, look, you guys can sit here and suffer as much as you want, but I'm on this roster still. I'm going to get paid regardless. I'm going to go try and – show that I can make some money I don't know we'll find out obviously we're waiting to see what all happens in the fallout from Deshaun Watson what they're going to do with Baker Mayfield again we don't know all we know is that Deshaun Watson spoke in front of a camera yesterday I heard nothing about this upcoming season and all about what is going on during the offseason as we're trying to figure out how many games and what
1: win. we do know is we can agree upon this in, in this household Deshaun Watson has no business playing football right now anywhere
0: no he doesn't anywhere. Until there's resolution.
1: I'm not going to be the one to indict him here. That's what the legal process is for. Guilty until proven innocent. But he should not innocent. Thank you. Very, very important correction. Innocent (laughs) until proven guilty. He needs to have his name cleared before he's sitting up there with Brown's garb on addressing the media, representing a franchise in the National Football
0: League. And please, like NFL, just tell us something. Do not make us sit here. Let's not go through. Let's not get all the way to training camp and we still don't have an answer from the league, please. Mandatory minicamp. I'm sorry. Yes, and then we're going to get to training camp. We still haven't heard anything. Not okay. It shouldn't have even gotten this far, in my opinion. Again, straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. All right, we're going to go to the golf course next because there's been a lot going on in world of golf. And quite frankly, Jay, I actually think this is good for the sport of golf, but we'll we'll get into Whoa, that. Oh, there you go. There's your tease. Is that a little hot take for them? <laughs> We'll get into that next. But first, this word from Indeed. If the June tune requires you to hire soon, then Indeed would be a boon. Their powerful hiring platform makes it simple to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Just sponsor a post and get matched instantly with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job descriptions. Then invite them to apply and get connected. No more jumping from site. No software, no cell phones. You can easily schedule and conduct virtual interviews all on the Indeed website. Get started at Indeed.com credit. It's
3: my job to protect, defend, and celebrate our loyal PGA Tour members, our partners, and our fans, and that's exactly what I did.
2: Yeah, this is the day I'll remember for a long, long time. Uh, 21st PGA Tour win, uh, one more than someone
1: else. Um, happy to get it done.
3: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify?
0: I don't want to talk over this song because I love it so much. But we do have things that we got to talk about here.
1: Maze, you know, you know it changed my mind. Lip. You did talk over it,
0: though. <laughs> Candy Carlin here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. I, my voice is not Candy or Carlin, clearly. I'm Shay, I'm Shay Cornette. He's Jordan Cornette here hanging out with you this afternoon. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Um, and golf has been a little weird, uh, let's just put it that way, over the last couple days, even a couple weeks. And normally, When we think about golf, you think about these beautiful golf courses and the sun shining, and there's been a little bit of a dark cloud, it feels like yeah a little bit of a dark cloud um over it all and maybe a little bit over what will be a course uh, near Boston here momentarily U.S. Open is this week and for a little background the PGA suspended 17 players um after they teed off in the the live golf tournament however those players are able to play this week in the U.S. Open and so everyone's kind of coming together and so to make sense of all this let's welcome in Bob Herrick he writes for Sports, Sports Illustrated and Bob, I'm hoping you can do just that, is help make a little sense of all this. And so, as I mentioned, obviously, it's been a little bit of a controversial week, and everyone has different opinions on if this is good or bad for golf, being that the, the live tournament and everything that has kind of happened. But the fact that all these golfers now are going to come together this week, and, and in from my stance, I feel like this is good for the game, this controversy, everyone talking about it. What is your stance on what this week is going to be like at the U.S. Open?
2: Yeah, listen, you know, I, I think attention is good for the game, um, but like this week, you would normally be getting attention anyway, so I'm not sure this attention is good. At other times, I think it's good. Controversy sells, right? You know, I can't think of a time there's been more controversy in golf. I mean, this makes the Bryson Brooks thing last year seem like a pillow fight, you know? Um, <laughs> it's it's just been, it's just unprecedented, really, you know, and And as you noted, the the players who were in the live event last week, I believe there's 11 of them uh, who played last week who are in the U S open this week. Um, No, they're, they've got a little bit of a target on their back. They're, 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 uh, they're getting a lot of questions a lot of, a lot of negativity. You know, obviously it's not just the funding of the live tour. It's just the fact that it's disruptive and it's shaking up, you know, kind of the foundation of the game. What, what everybody's been used to for, you know, 50, 60 years. And uh, it's really interesting how it's all playing out and what might happen this week.
1: Uh, Sorry to interrupt there, Bob. It was really interesting to me hearing, uh, you know, Stephen A. take a stance today um, earlier on one of the ESPN shows, and essentially he said maybe the the PGA PGA needs to look in the mirror and see what they could have prevented by the treatment of their players and maybe they wouldn't be in this spot. It was very much zagging while everybody's zigging. Haven't heard that take, as we just heard on the heels of John Rahm essentially saying, you know, people need to appreciate that we could retire now, guys of his stature. Who are the guys getting this money for Live Golf? Could live off that for life. They are having embarrassment of riches, yet they're electing to go this way. So I thought it was curious Stephen A. said that. How would you retort to Stephen A.'s stance that the PGA needs to look in the mirror and has fault themselves?
2: Actually, I think that's a – a perfectly reasonable take. I mean, if I try to, to be clear, if I try to look at both sides and be fair to both sides, that is a fair take on the other side. The reason why this has even come into being is because several years ago, these rival entities emerged. All the big players in the game and their agents have talked to these people. No matter what they say, they were all approached. They all listened. They were coming up with an alternative plan, uh, one that was going to possibly offer them guaranteed money, which has never happened in golf. And the stars in golf see themselves as entertainers who aren't being compensated for what they bring to the table before they hit a shot. You know, uh, Tiger's the greatest example. I mean, Tiger's made plenty of money, which is why it's it's not the issue, frankly. But just on the granular level, When you consider what he has brought to the sport and he's only been compensated based on what he, on how he's played inside the ropes, no guaranteed money ever from the PGA tour, you know, he had to earn everything. I mean, yeah, they have all these great incentive and bonus programs, but you got to play to get them. Bryson DeChambeau is a great example. He brought a lot of value last year with all the stuff that was going on with him, good and bad. He's, He was a a ratings magnet, a, a clickbait magnet in the Internet. And yet he's been hurt this year, and so he's not getting paid. You know, in other sports, if you get hurt, you get paid. And so there was this sort of groundswell that, hey, here's an opportunity for us to maybe make some money without having to perform for it. If we perform well, we'll get paid even more. And the tour just never really embraced getting behind a a plan that could thwart it. And frankly, I would guess if you could give these guys truth serum, they would all have just preferred to have some system that was under the PGA tour banner. that gave them the best of both worlds, you know, some guaranteed money, maybe a few of these alternative events that have a team component like live is doing maybe 54 holes. I mean, it didn't have to be ten or fourteen like they're proposing. It could have been six or eight. Hey, get us some guaranteed money, appearance money, whatever, and it wouldn't have been anywhere near these obscene totals that are being discussed. But they didn't do that, and so this thing kept having legs. And then you know the Saudi back live had to they had to way overpay to get these guys on board, given all the negativity that was there. And so I think his take is a, is one. That has merit. Now, the other side, of course, is, um, you know, don't they make enough money? Don't you have a problem with where the money's coming from? Do you really want to disrupt golf to this to this degree? Because, of course, you know, maybe we won't be seeing these guys on the PGA Tour anymore. So, I just think it's a it's a really really complicated issue that doesn't have easy answers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Jordan Cornett, Shay Cornett here filling in for Canty and Carlin. Bob Herrig of Sports Illustrated joining us now to talk about the impact Liv's having on the PGA Tour. Bob, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, so how disruptive can this whole Liv initiative be? We see, you know, it's it's starting. These names, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, uh, Kevin Nall, all these guys starting to join. How deep can this go? Where do you envision as you project what the next few months look like into the summer?
2: Well, that's the thing. If it if, if they continue to pick off a few more guys, um, you know, Bryson's a big one. He's 28 years old, he won the U.S. Open two years ago. Um, you know, Phil's past his prime and has marquee value because he's Phil. But I, it, the, the idea that he was going to be a competitive force on the PGA Tour for much longer isn't reality. Dustin Johnson was a big get. He just won the Masters two years ago. You know, these guys are borderline top 10 players. They've fallen out due to, you know, for Deshambo injury reasons. And uh, DJ just, you know, recently fell out of the top 10. Um, Then, you know, if you throw in some young guys and and you're taking them away from the PJ Tour, then it becomes really a big deal. Because it's, it's, you can say, I don't care about Liv. I'm not going to watch it. I don't care for it. But the bottom line is you've just taken away some really good players. And the sponsors and TV networks have signed on expecting that those guys would be there. So it has the potential to be very, very problematic here going forward. Certainly in the short term, there's a lot of things we don't know. will live events, get world rankings. That's an, that's an issue. Um, You know, if they don't, well then how will those guys stay eligible for the majors? You know that, then they might have to go play on an alternative tour somewhere else to be able to earn some ranking points. So, so much of this still to play out. And, you know, I just don't think it's going away. Those guys last week were sort of, you know, they got a boost by what happened. They saw some, they saw their first event kick off. They, they added a couple of guys like Patrick Reed and DeShambo. They sensed some momentum and they expected to get better. And, uh, you know, as it goes along, it, it, it's, I just don't see the story going away.
1: So, so Bob, how does the PJ how does PJ counter? I mean, we hear Rory, we hear Rom beating the drum for why it's so special to be a part of this tour. Uh, they're going to be losing guys. They might get into a hemorrhage situation. How do they counter? How do they keep afloat and stay what we've known golf to be for so long?
2: It's a great question. I'm not sure what they do. There, there's a mm. there's an alternative plan out there. The, the the forerunner to Live Golf was an organization called the Premier Golf League. They're based in London. And they had all the same ideas, and then the two, then then they split into a different group. Live, some of the people went with Live and, and launched what we have now. Some of the other people with PGL stayed behind. They they do not have Saudi backing, but they do have a lot of backing. And their idea was to incorporate the same plan into the PGA Tour, which is let's. They, they want to play eighteen events. I'm not sure that that's doable. But their idea was take the existing PGA Tour structure, make 18 of the tournaments, 48-player events with 54 whole tournaments, no cut, $20 million purse, a team element, and take the top 48 players who play in those in 18 different weeks. Their idea is it doesn't impact the Players' Championship. It doesn't impact the majors. You can still have the FedEx Cup, sort of the best of both worlds. The Tour won't even take their calls. I mean, they've, they've seen their proposal and those guys have offered a bunch of upfront money too, to all PGA tour members. And maybe that's the way forward. If the tour would get on board with it. Frankly, I don't see how 18 events works, maybe eight. And, you know, you have these teams and maybe, you know, that those eight events, give us a little bit of a a spark. I mean, there's 40 some PGA tour events every year that basically right after the season ends and, the end of August, two weeks later, we're starting up again. There's no chance to miss it. And then it's kind of the same thing every week, 72 whole events. It's, it's six months before the first major is played. You're six months into your season. So there are some things that can be improved about the PGA Tour. There is no doubt. It's just that the way this has been handled has been really over the top and caused a lot of contentiousness.
0: Yeah, and and it's happened quickly, too. Bob, thank you so much for the time and the insight. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Thanks a lot for having me, guys. See you later.
0: See you later. That's Bob Herrick, Sports Illustrated writer. He also has a book out right now, Tiger and Phil, Golf's Most Fascinating Rivalry. You can check it out. Um, Bob, always providing such great insight, and we appreciate that. And so, obviously, there's a lot to dissect here in the world of golf, um, and we'll do a little bit more of that later on, but really great stuff there from Bob as we get set for the U.S. Open this week. Um, Coming up, we got to go to the hardwood. We haven't even talked about the NBA or the NHL finals, and we need to do that one more sleep before game six of the NBA finals. We'll dive in because the Celtics, they need to do something, and they need to do something fast. We'll discuss it next. DSPN Radio. All right, so today uh, Jordan Cornett and Shay Cornett here. Today, Jordan and I had a fun experience. Uh, so we are different than most radio hosts on ESPN Radio because we're married. So <laughs> sleeping we do, together is what. Sleeping she means. together is what Jordan says. So we do things, you know, normal things together that you people driving in cars. To be sleeping together is what Shay means. Shut up! You stop that. That's terrible. Years then, no. uh, anyways, point being, today we had an adult day because we had to go. We went to go look at a house. <laughs> and Jordan you know in our morning meeting told everyone we were going to look at a house and so then the conversation started about how this ages everybody instantly because looking at houses buying houses contemplating moving all of those things in one are the most stressful things truth be told my grandma told me this before she passed away I don't know if it's true or not but I have remembered it ever since she said moving is one of the most stressful things a human can do on their body because of all the stress that comes with it the packing the moving all of it it's one of the most stressful things you go through in your life you believe that yeah
1: it's fair I just don't appreciate that we looked at this house today fantastic house I had the realtor in there fantastic (laughs) lady does a great job I fell in love with the house I'm asking all the proper (laughs) questions like trying to understand like how can we secure this home I really like this home Shay rides along with the whole thing all the questions I'm getting more excited with every room that I walk in it's got a pool it's near the beach it's crazy it's kind of in our price range (laughs) everything goes smoothly in the 20 minutes we walk through. We get outside, Shea goes, it's out of our range. Why would you let me let my level of excitement grow incrementally from room to room only to tell me at the end it's not going to happen.
0: Because I was hoping in my mind that perhaps as I walked through it, I would find things wrong with it, that I could bring down the price. I thought, I can't find anything I mean, wrong with it. I mean, I envisioned <laughs> myself, uh, my big body
1: lathered up out there tanning Laathing. by the pool. You know, uh, you having a cocktail on the porch. I mean, only we do to be work. told it's not going to happen. We
0: do work and have children. So, like, what he's, what he's, the picture he's painting. Probably will never happen, regardless no, of the house. When I got into the car. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs>
2: Honestly, exactly. I'm starting to wonder how many I'm clothes alert. he has on right now. Yeah, no, based he's, off fully, of
0: that. Yeah, he's fully dressed what right are now. clothes? So let's just stop that. <laughs> stop that. But, anyways, the point being, it, it's, that's why it's a stressful Then we're arguing on the way home because he's like, why did we just go through all this? We wasted time in our day. Crushing <laughs> dreams
1: requires an <laughs> argument. I, I, to <laughs> me, what I've realized in this <laughs> marriage of ours, this partnership, it's a dictatorship. The house that we find, <laughs> everyone will know. The house we move into means Shay Cornette liked the house. I just sat there and said, I'll, "I'll pay for it." That's how this works. So don't even bring me on the next uh, house oh, search. Can
0: you imagine how because that it doesn't? has got to be matter. involved
3: somehow. Come can on. you imagine how doesn't that matter would go? What I
0: think doesn't H- matter how that would go if I just went and looked at a house without him. I mean, it'd be a fight for four weeks. It'd be efficient. It would be, but. But truth be told, it would be more efficient. So what we're trying to tell everyone out there is just if you're going to go look at a house, prepare for it to be a stressful day from all angles, whether it's from your spouse, your partner, or whatever it is. We'll talk about sports here now. Let's do it.
3: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team.
0: We've got one more sleep until we get game six of the NBA Finals. Series is now shifting. Back to Boston, Thursday night. It's going down on ABC. Shea Cornett and Jordan Cornett filling in for the guys this afternoon here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app Series XM Channel 80 and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. As always, if you want to give us a ring, you feel strongly about the Celtics or the Warriors or perhaps game one tonight of the Stanley Cup Finals, give us a ring. 888 say ESPN 888 729 3776 Jay I'm just going to ask you this straight up. I, quite frankly, Jordan and I have not talked much about game six because uh, game five was very late. A day has passed since then, and so here we are now with microphones on. I mean, does Boston have enough in the tank? They just look gassed. <laughs> they've played They've played so many more games, it feels like, throughout the entirety of this playoffs. Like, it's catching up now to this Celtics team, but it does shift back now to the TD Garden. It's, so.
1: it's hilarious how the the – conjecture the dialogue changes from game to game and maybe that's just looking back that's how finals conversation goes but here's the thing Shay, me and you were having a conversation we're just as guilty of this as anybody last week earlier in the week early in the series if this Warriors iteration was one of the worst finals teams in recent memory and we thought back to the 2001 AI led Sixers who the second best scorer on that team was Theo Ratliff that's how we we're looking at these Warriors because they're just like impressive they got here Celtics are so much of a better team what I failed to really look at and identify in this and I can't believe I didn't because you know I always lean on experience we got to give it to the team that's been there because the champs understand a dynastic group the core of these warriors know what it's like to play this deep into the season Jason Tatum has played 200 more minutes than any warrior in these playoffs I think they're hitting a wall I also think they don't understand what what it takes to win at this point. I think part of it is you have to get there, see it, take your lumps, and try to get back, whereas the Warriors understand exactly what it takes. Oh, Steph's not making shots? Insert Andrew Wiggins, who we've cultivated in this system last season and a half. He's ready to step up. And, oh, by the way, Clay, a future Hall of Famer, is going to bang down threes. Trey's going to be a little bit more confident at home because he's back at home, and he's not going to get too worked up. He's going to make things happen. This is a team that has defended Jason Tatum and, quite frankly, the Celtics pretty impressively by turning them over, by throwing uh, timely, timely double teams at Jason Tatum where he's not decisive enough, where he goes too deep into the paint. He's met with converging defenders. He's forced to be a passing playmaker, something he's not as skilled at doing and has struggled, quite frankly, in this series. The Warriors are being the team that is very used to playing this deep into June, and it's showing itself to us. And I'm stunned that I'm sitting here saying this because I never thought I would. Warriors are going to win this in seven.
0: See you you were with me riding with me on Celtics and 6 and now you've changed your tune to Warriors and 7 this series now I let you have the floor this series has the most blatant recency bias I've ever seen from our colleagues from you from everyone else you too you were right there with uh-uh, me I'm still standing with Cel- well Celtics not in 6 but I'm still I'm going to go Celtics and 7 I'm going to ride with the team right, that I on, thought of in, on, in on, the, hold the on, beginning hold on
1: hold on hold on you didn't have a conversation with me and didn't say I yeah, did 6 or 2001 I did because I didn't just AI
0: but here's why I didn't believe in the Warriors Because I felt like when the Warriors were off, especially in this series, they were so off. They looked exhausted. They looked out of sorts. They weren't knocking down shots. No one could lead on anybody. Whereas with the Celtics, they've had a blip here or there. Guys haven't played. But to me, it looks just like exhaustion. They have two days of rest now. I know one of those days obviously includes traveling from coast to coast. But nonetheless, it returns back home. And so for me, this is, I mean, it's a must win game, of course, for the Celtics being at home. But it truly is. And I'm still going to ride with those seeds. I'm not burying them yet. Let's not do that. This team has been perfect in closeout situations. They've through the entirety of this series, and they've also been great after losses.
1: Jason, they lost two in a row for I, the first time. I this know post-season. for the first time Jason this postseason. Tatum, but and, we're, that. and we're not done talking about this. We're just no, scratching we're the not, surface. No, we're not. Yeah. Jason Tatum has Fair. to show me. Jason Tatum hasn't had a wow. This is a future face of the league game. True. In about a month. True. In about a month. That game seven was the last time we go, oh, Jason
0: Tatum, True. we out here. He's shooting 36% in the paint in the finals. And he's
1: turning the ball over at a good. ridiculous clip. He yeah. He hasn't had a massive game. He needs to show me in six and seven if he wants me to believe that he has fully arrived like we thought he had earlier in this postseason. Hasn't happened in the finals.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. This needs to be exactly the time for him to show up and show that he needs to be a face of this league and a face of that franchise. Next up, uh, Jordan's golfing partner, more importantly, our –